From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Bill George. Welcome in, everybody. It's Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden Gunn, John Swindle, Bill George, Diego in the studio today. Beautiful Saturday morning. Thank you so much for joining us out here. Hour number three. If you want to call and chime in on anything that we're talking about or if you have an event or something coming up that's uh, important and uh, maybe outdoor related, it's all good. It is uh, 888-404-1010. That's 888-404-1010. If you have an opportunity today while you're sitting on the couch doing nothing, you might want to go um, like our Big and Wild page on Facebook and follow along to some of the great, wonderful things that we're going to be out doing. Uh, we were kind of going over the list. I think we're going to be out at uh, the Beast Feast, of course, which is coming up on the 21st First. 21st of this month. It's going to be out at the LTC, the Learning Training Center for the FFA out there in Lake Wales. Leadership Training Center. Leadership, why do, leadership Training Center out there for the FFA. And then uh, after that, Trinity Sportsman. Trinity Sportsman's out at uh, Fishhawk Sporting Clays, which is always a great time. April 25th. And I know the Tenorock <clears throat> Fishing Derby. Fishing Derby. And, uh, and that's in. We always call that the pre fish tune up for the Panfish Challenge is going to be coming up in June. So April 2012, 20th. I don't know. There's a one and a two in there, I think, somewhere. But uh, that one out of Tenorock is always a good time to bring the kids out there as well. Um, and we hope that you'll show up for all those great, wonderful events. And we'll tell you more about them as we get closer. Well, and then, any- of course, the Panfish Challenge, June 20th. That's that's the biggie that you uh, need to mark the calendars for, 25 bucks per boat. Kids of all ages are welcome and encouraged to bring the children out and let them fish. Uh, if you live in Pinellas County, if you live in Polk County, if you live in uh, Hernando County, any of these counties within the surrounding areas of our voices all the way over to Yeehaw Junction and Melbourne Beach. Make the drive. And and the tournament only goes to like noon or one o'clock or something. I mean, it's not it's not a late thing where you're coming in at sunset. Right. And you turn around, we get in there, start fishing. If you're there a little bit later than just everybody else, call you it may like, not hey, need. Just call it like you want to call it. It's like a old down home get together. Yeah. It is. Yes. There's food all over the place. The, the tournament might over. be over at twelve or one, but yeah, <laughs> people there's people there till yeah till dark. Usually. Yeah, but usually they always uh, they're starting to catch on because if you remember correctly, like the first couple of years that we did it, it was just me, you, Jonathan, uh, Glenn, and maybe some family and friends. We'd all kind of head up to Catfish Johnny's, and we had the whole restaurant to ourselves. Last year. It's like everybody hangs out and goes, when are y'all heading over to Catfish Johnny's? <laughs> it's like uh, all of a sudden no, everybody I, that's in their tournament decides to all go up there and eat. So. Well, not only that, but I remember when the first year I went with you guys and there were some people that I knew from the Plant City and the Dover area that came up and fished in the tournament. 
and they stayed. They ended up staying. They were out there swimming, yeah. and they stayed till Sunday swimming and all that. And then make a day of the it. next year. It was three or four more families, people that we knew, and it was just it's how, like how you many said, people did we have at our? We had to take up the whole banquet table last year just for uh, family and crew and friends uh, that oh were there gosh. last year at the at Catfish Johnny. And then even then, it was we had to go through the sea of. Hey, how'd you guys do? Hey, I saw you out in the boat. Hey, I mean, it was like everybody that was what? in the tournament decided to stay and have dinner. What, when's your birthday, Jonathan? The 22nd of October. Okay. Why? I, I'm just thinking for birthday gifts for him, somebody needs to make sure that we get him some spare tire trailers. Oh, quit. You know, spare tires. Last year trailers. it was just that day. It was that just that year. <laughs> Don't. Just stop. Okay. But he had two blowouts. Yeah, so one. How many flat tires did you have? Stop. You had two. <laughs> And it was a nightmare. Thank, thank you, Wayne, for helping me out with that deal. With <laughs> He was nice enough to let us borrow his grill, but then that was the issue that uh, we had to put some new rubber on it. So That's all good. Well, well, it's got new rubber for this year. It'll all be good. We, we blew out a tire the other day going up with the tractor to do a little bit of work. Blew a tri- tire on the trailer. Had to turn around and stop and get it fixed. And you course, got your, Do you have you a trailer, buddy? A trailer buddy? No. Yeah, okay. I had a sign. I need to, uh, yeah, I'll educate you on that during the what, break. What, what's what's a trailer buddy? A trailer buddy you can get at Redneck Trailer or any of these other places. So basically it they take a piece of aluminum, mm-hmm. and it looks like a chalk, or I call them chalks, but wheel chalks that guys would use to, mm-hmm. but... You go up, it goes up, and it's got a flat part. So, for obviously, you were on a tandem axle trailer. I was not on a tandem axle trailer, which might have led to my problem. Okay, well, then. The trailer buddy anyways, for you. Yeah, anyways, if you do have one of those, it's really nice because you can actually take the tire that's not blown out, drive it up onto the trailer buddy, and it picks the other tire up so you don't have to jack it up. You can. There you go. Oh, that's pretty nice. I didn't nice. have to jack it up. Well, yeah, obviously, if you only had a single axle, I mean. You just drove it home on the rim? No, no. <laughs> like everybody else does on I-4? I, 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 I took the tractor off. I was about I to say. I backed the tractor up to it, and I lifted it up. There yeah. you go. That's, that's the way to do it. If you got a nice aluminum trailer, all you got to do is just have your brother hold it up while you change the tires. No yeah. big deal. No, Once you get up the weight off of it. Then we turned around, and on the way back the next day, had it flat on the truck. So it was. You guys. It was before the break, we were talking about uh, the state of Texas now begging more hunters to come out and actually help uh, control the hog population. And uh, we've talked about it a couple of weeks here in the past about the state of Missouri and their bright ideas of letting the government handle it from here. Don't worry, boys, we got this. And uh, it seems now that maybe they're uh, looking in the direction of the south and going, yeah, this is this is not going to work for us. So, uh I love this. The story says, for years, Missouri conservation officials have said, now these are Missouri conservation officials, have said closing public lands to feral hunt, hog hunting clears the way and for, pa- uh, for trapping and trapping them into extinction. <laughs> this is the Missouri conservation officials. Said if we take the hunters out of there and we just let us handle it, we'll we'll trap them into extinction. Yeah. I'm sorry to laugh, but I would have done that if they would have said that to my face. I would have said, "Are you 
Yeah, okay. Yeah. You got uh, been to the dispensary here? What's the problem here? Uh, of course, now they have a rep there who listens to the people. His name is Robert Ross. And he said, from the get-go, I didn't believe them and said, I'm oh, just going to sit back and let them see what they can do and then point out their faults and, and we'll just go back. So this, anyway, this is a Texas County Republican said the hog population is actually exploding with hunting bans in place on state lands in the Mark Twain National Forest. So he has filed a bill to let private hunters go at it again. Now, it's sad that they have to go through this entire legislation process to realize that we are the true and original conservationists and we know what's best for what's going on out there. He told the uh, House committee this week that his bill would back the true conservationists reeling in from pigs from digging up their farms and fields and potentially uh, tearing up Missouri's Department of Conservation. And these boys are willing to help, so why aren't you letting them do their job and come out and help? So it's going to be going through there, and I guess we'll have to see if they're going to pass it and, you know, let the boys get back in the woods. I want to make when we come back about that, too. All right, we're going to take a fast break. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by our good friends out at G5 Feeding Outdoors. Got some sales going on out there this weekend. Go out and see them. They got Shimano, 13 fishing, boats, guns, rifles, pistolas, all that kind of good stuff on sale. Go check them out today. And, of course, there's always great prices and great things for you out there at Brandon Ford. We hope you stop to see uh, Brooksy out there. He's a good old boy. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden, Jonathan, Bill, George, and the distractor, Steve Austin, as always, this time of uh, morning. (laughs) Had to come in and show us uh, the video of the, uh, where are they from, Russia? Russia. Russia. The uh, Chicago Tribute Band. Chicago Tribute Band. They speak no English, but very good. It was actually a pretty amazing video. They speak no English, but yet they know all the words. We come to America. They know all the words of Chicago. And I will say that they are extremely well trained. Uh... You have stolen the property of the USSR. <laughs> <laughs> where did you find that? I mean, uh, where did you? Is it on? My sister told me about. Is it, it on Facebook? Where was that video that you found? Is it on YouTube? Where was the video? YouTube. Oh, YouTube. Well, what's the name of YouTube. what's the name of the band? Uh, Alexi and the Smingers. What? <laughs> Alexi and the Smingers? It's got, it's got some kind of a. Uh... Alexi. And the Sminjons. Leonoid and Friends. Leonard and Friends? Leonoid. Le- there is no Leonard in Russia. Oh, Leonoid. Leonoid? Yeah. Leonoid and Friends? I'll have to look it up. <laughs> they, they, they talk like the, the guys in that Clint Eastwood movie where he stole the, the Russian MiG. Foxfire. Oh, yeah. Foxfire. Great yeah. movie. Yeah, where you had to think the sure in Russian. If bring it back, you'll forget all about it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want me to bring that plane back? I'm not bringing it back. All right. Thank you for the Russian Although musical I'm, update. I'm not having much to do with Clint these days. Uh, well, okay, I understand. Yeah. It's okay. I'm not going to get into it. But I'm yeah, <laughs> I, I'm with you. <laughs> Don't get Jonathan fired up. It'll turn into the uh, whatever show. No, please. I had on my red cap today, and I thought, do you really need that grease getting gas? So I just put it back up. 
You're okay. It's and all right. What are they gonna do? With a tire tool. It's all right. So, you know, if you, all you have to do is uh, put uh, some other sticker on your car, and uh, just point to that, and say, "I found the hat in the street, and I'm keeping it." I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna get one that says, "If you vote for Bernie, you need a gurney." <laughs> <laughs> Bill, you're voting for him. What do you think? Yeah, Bill. What do you think? I, hey. Hey. I, hey. 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 Bert, I, hey. Bert and Ernie have been long friends. Bert and Ernie. Oh, never mind. Who's Bert the Ernie party? Ernie. <laughs> I have no idea, man. He hey, just woke Sesame up. Sesame Street. I love how Steve just comes in and disrupts the whole damn show. <sighs> Anyways, Bernie back Sanders. to hogs. Yeah, talking about uh, hogs before the uh, breakout in Missouri. <laughs> Fellow Republicans on the committee, including uh, Sonia Anderson out of Springfield. Uh, then came a parade of officials and landowners from hog hotbeds in Shannon and Re- Reynolds counties. Uh, to second their reception, uh, they said that the hunting bans are ridiculous for the people like him uh, whose land borders public land. And literally, I think uh, one of the things they alluded to was the thing we talked about on the show was the dead hog hanging next to the sign that literally swayed a bunch of people saying, you're not doing anything. This is on my side of the fence, and they're still over here because of what you're allowing on the other side of the fence. Over there is a breeding ground and uh, stomping well, ground. They come over here and tear my crap up. And the one thing that I wanted to say, and this is something, and it's always something that I appreciate you and Bill and guys like Chuck and Toby and all that. Yes, my family is fortunate enough that we own property. And I know that that is a subject that gets, of course, everybody's like, well, you own land, so what do you care about? I mean, I care a lot about it because obviously of the time that we spend trying to take care of the property and everything else. And the one thing that I like about that article is, is not only do you have the public land guy and the private land guy are both seeing the problem and are trying to actually work together to solve the problem. And you've actually got a politician. But they're penalized them in the, uh, the private well, and that's guy. My, yeah. And that's my thing about the, that's in there. You see the private land guys that say it, that the hogs will come okay yeah when he's on my property it's fine but the problem is is they the hogs are smart and they realize okay i'm safe as long as i make it back to said fence or whatever because no they're not even safe if it's on their own land that's yeah. why they were saying that the mdc is one of the most hated organizations in missouri yeah now this is this is the same state that brought us you know the uh the Jesse Jameses of the world and the James gang and everything else. They're pretty, uh, when it comes to their land, they're pretty proud and uh, protective. And now as a Floridian, as a private landowner, as you are, and as you are, Bill, let's say you walk around and you see an old sow out there and they have uh, pigs and you go out there and they're tearing up your yard and you figure you're going to go out there and uh, put it into it, you know, pop them, shoot them, get them off of there. Well, the MWC, the MDC, Missouri Department of Conservation, is fining people thousands of dollars for shooting pigs when they're on trying their property. To, on their property when they're trying to get rid of a nuisance. So not only are they telling you not to do it, if you do do it to protect your own land, then you're going to face fines. That's ridiculous well, to me. That's crazy. And, and, talk. and my problem is, is this: is it's like what me and Bill said to each other before. If you're trying to eradicate a problem, why are you stop? I mean, 
understand managing your public lands, but why are you stopping a private landowner if for use hogs for the the main purpose? Why are you stopping them like you just said? If they see hogs, if that's what you're trying to get rid of is the hog explosion, why are you handcuffing people like that that could shoot them? Well, because one of the what uh, you're doing is you're dispersing the hogs and they have a better chance of getting one if they're not dispersed. I understand, but the, the no, and I get that. But the commissioner there, Joe Lloyd, had the greatest idea. He said, "Dude, no idea is a bad idea, and everything should be listed as all of the above." That's my Wh- point. Whatever, if you're going to do it, uh, then it should be an all-out assault to get it done. And now, if you remember, when they first started this, they were going to be out there trapping and 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 doing all this eradication. Well, last time we heard, there was no trapping involved. They got a guy. From the USDA in a helicopter, flying around with a shotgun, trying to pop them from the air as they fly over these wetland areas. And, and they had, and they had zero hogs, and I think they killed eighteen for the entire season. Yeah, and now I guarantee and you they caught them in the open time, and a lot of chopper and a lot, time. Well, like, you take that for instance. Uh, look at everybody. Uh, my favorite example is like Pigman and them with the heli hunting stuff and all that, and everybody just gets. But I mean. Look at what they do when they go up. When they go up, they're putting hogs down. I mean, period. They're... Yeah, but these are also guys who are paying to be there using the right weaponry. Yeah. And uh, the helicopter pilots well, know but started, exactly what they're but doing. It, and it started out. But what you're saying is exactly how that started out, is it started out with the guys who were contracted by the state of Texas to yep. do that, and they turned it into a business. And that's the thing that, I mean. Now, here's what I, I love if you uh, – if you got it on the Facebook page, you can find this article. I know Jonathan has it on his page. But if you scroll down from the article, there's a map of the state of Missouri. And I love this, that they have areas. If you see this, I'll show it to Bill George. If you have these areas that are in red, these are where hogs are, are at. Now, this, of course, over here in the southwest uh, corner, this is all in the... Uh, Mark Twain National Forest areas. You yeah, know, it's so broken up in different parts. Over here is basically kind of where I hunt over in this area, uh, where you have Hickory County, Polk County, Reynolds, and all these other counties over here. Now, down here, this is around Springfield, uh, all that area down here. Now, look at all these areas that are in blue. They're claiming that those wetlands where the hogs have been completely eradicated. Now, what's surrounding all those blue areas or right next to the blue areas? Red areas. They'll be back. It's like, okay, they were eradicated for what? The weekend? Because now that you have open areas where there are no more hogs, where do you think all the hogs in the surrounding areas are going to go into? Look at this. This is blue right here. This is like a U-shape, but everything inside of it and outside of it is red. Build a wall. (laughs) I don't know. Build fence, hog wire. On your private tr- land, uh, yep. Well, that's an expense to the private, uh, pro, you know, to the private landowners. So you know what they're going to say, if if this is a problem that's supposed to be handled by the state, if I'm having to put up hog fencing and dig ditches and moats around my property, and put up pickets everywhere to keep hogs out, then I should be compensated. You know that's coming next. You know that farmers are going to be like, well, somebody's going to be paying me to keep these hogs out of here and all this extra expense, so they're going to go to the state. They're going to file lawsuits. They're going to do, I mean, it's just, why don't you just say, look, you see a pig, kill it. Shoot a pig. How simple, how hard is that? You want them gone? 
put a bounty on them. That, well, that would be even better. But Was then there, again, there goes entrepreneurship. I knew a guy who showed up at uh, Green Swamp West one time during a big hog hunt. He was asking people for all their pigtails because he was taking them up to a timber company and turned them in his pigs he got off of the timber company land. Yeah, of course. He's trying to make a little money off of them. You know, I, one of the greatest examples is that is when the French owned Vietnam, came in after the Vietnam and said, we'll pay you so much money for each rat tail you brought in. What did the people start doing? Growing rats. Breeding rats. They made even more rats than they did when they started off with the rats that they had. Yep. Once they made a bounty on them, next thing you know, it was like, you know, these things breed like rats. <laughs> and well, we can we make some money. Back, I want to talk to you about another meeting I went to about the CWD rule. Fine. All right, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors and Brandon Ford. Stay right here. Welcome in, everybody. Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden, Jonathan, Bill, George, Diego, and Steve. Still coming in here just to start all kinds of fights. Well, I had to pee, and the bathroom's on the way. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We're just a quick pit stop on the way to the uh, facilities. So, uh, I think a lot of people want to hit the bathroom after a couple minutes of the show. I'm sure they do, and especially since Bill George wants to talk about chronic wasting disease. Oh, Lord. They'll either be in the... Uh, the shower, yeah. or they'll be pulling into the drive-thru. Let's cook some burgers. Yeah. F- yeah, FWC's been going around. Well, this affects you too, Steve, because this is, this is now it's getting serious. Yeah. And uh, so they turn around. They had their public meeting the other day in Winter Haven, and they have a few more going on around the state. But uh, they were proposing what they, you know, are thinking about as a new rule and where this last year you could bring back deer meat that had bones in it from georgia and alabama quartered and all that kind quartered, of good stuff you know yeah. you court you get out there you quarter it up you bring it back take it to your meat processor processor no not anymore they don't want any bones coming in at all is what they're proposing from any state outside of florida well i know that uh was that a bad thing processors it, to a point would probably think that's a good thing but if you want certain cuts of meat that would be a it, bad thing. yeah it, if you turn no. around, I'm not opposed to leaving the spine out and not bringing the spine or the brain because that's where CWD is highest concentrated. They're in the lymph nodes. But in the leg bone and the shoulder bone, there, there's not. it's not highly concentrated like it is in those other spinal column areas. Sure. Spleen uh, and lymph nodes. We can bring in the lymph nodes. Highly concentrated, we can bring in lymph nodes. My, my leg bone, if you want a steak that had a bone in it, or for nope. a handle for a knife, if you want to yep. do uh, turn it into something uh, well, that you could use, you can't yeah. even bring that anymore. Of course, unless it's boiled, primed, cleaned, and uh, uh, how do you how do you know those prions are gone from the bone marrow? You don't. You don't. That's what I'm saying. You don't. But that's not where the concentrations are in that animal. But but the FWC are they even still considering now that uh, what is it South Carolina? 
has uh, done away with scents. You can't even bring in deer urine and things anymore. So oh, no, no. Is that, that was, still on the table here in Florida or not? That was on the table. That was something they talked to the commission about, but there was no um, interest by the commission in stopping that. Okay, so I, that's the funny part. You can still bring in deer pee from Pennsylvania or uh, Michigan or Ohio or Illinois. It didn't have a lot of public support. But you can't uh, bring in any bones. Hey, in, don't in take your... my Evercom well, away from d- me now. Hey, you're the one that supported it. Who did? You. I did. You took the survey. Yeah. And you supported <laughs> That's it, not what the they rule. asked me. No. You supported the rule as they they turned around and have it. So, in other words, they interpreted my yes as something that uh, oh, they completely could completely one hundred percent. So they could just turn it into anything they want to. Yes. See, and that's I, I emailed them about the whole situation because well, that's that was horse. one thing with that no, question. That you did exactly what they want you to do. Very they blanketed. wanted you to click yes. They did, and now you are completely in agreement. If you would have said, "That's not what they Braden. asked me," they they changed it. That's not asking me. No, unless if you do this, right? Then you would be in opposition. But no, you're in agreement. Okay, you got suckered. I did see get that. My, that that yeah. There you go. And goes. now that's of course made me mad. Hi, Dan. How are you this morning? Good. How are you guys doing? Are you right, okay? Bro. Are you all right? Did you get suckered too, just like I did? Uh, I hope not. Um, I got a trip planned in Alabama next fall, a couple thousand dollars. And I talked to Fish and Wildlife last week, and they said that they'll, uh, it's going to be fine to bring deer from Georgia and Alabama back with bones. Well, this is, this is not official yet. It's proposed that they want to take it a little bit further than just uh, having to do your reporting. So now uh, if, I, if, I remove, if Dan removes all the bones, does he still have to report it? No, there will be no no. report. There would be no permit, okay? It would just turn into you have to have deboned meat or you can bring a skull cap back that's been cleaned of any soft tissue. This is so moronic. Well, and here you go. Dan, you're going – I do outfitting myself, so here's a question I would have for you. Wouldn't you now, if that's the case with them proposing this – you're going to probably look for a taxidermist or something in Alabama because then you don't have to worry about bringing the head back across state lines. Yeah, that's uh, probably true. Um, and, you know, they have real lenient doe seasons up there. They're actually allowing oh, yes, you one do. doe per day. <laughs> oh, yes, they so do. I, I bring back a lot of meat. Um but, yeah, I mean, he was pretty clear about it. I asked him three separate occasions, and he said it wouldn't be a problem, but the – uh, ranch that I go to, they said if I got to debone it, I have to do it myself. Oh, they really? Break it down. Yeah, they break it down into main, you know, sections, quarters. It's yeah. not hard. Um, yeah, it's not that hard, but I mean, the thing is, is uh, if you're up there and you're paying guys and all that kind of stuff, and they're nice enough to include the the cleaning process and quartering it up and putting it in there, uh, again, as Jonathan pointed out. What's that going to do? That, that, Where are you going in Alabama at what time? I might be close enough I can come help you. Well, I'm just saying that Alabama is going to be your first choice. Alabama is going to be your first choice. You'll take it over to the local uh, processor there as well as the taxidermist and have it done there. But, because if you got to go through the extra steps to bring it down to Isles Wild Meats, 
uh, you know, the chances are you'll be like, hey, for the same price, I'll just leave it up here because I'm coming back up here next weekend or whatever anyway. So. And, and this is not a done deal. It will go yeah. It will go to the next commission meeting and draft in May and then would be looked to be made final prior to next hunting season. And my thing okay. is, is, is what I'm, I'm not looking to fight them on the spine. Spine is a highly concentrated area of CWD prions in an animal. I am good with giving up spine. I'll cut the back straps out, which I normally do anyways. Yeah. I don't, I don't do deer chops as much anymore, but I do bring back meat that has a leg bone and a shoulder bone into it from out of state on a regular basis. Sure. That's exactly what I do. I bring the four quarters and the back straps. I mean, I could give up the spine. I could care less. Um, And so what, what you need to do is do like myself and email the commissioners and take the time to go in and submit that. You, you do not agree with the rule as it is, but what you would agree to is giving up the spine and allowing just the non-high risk areas in the leg bones and the shoulder bones to come in. And that's okay. what you got to do. And you got to get up and speak because that hurts a lot of people that come in. And I'm okay if they put in the rule that says you can bring that in, but you must properly dispose of it in this manner because the, we as conservationists have led in in doing the right thing. And to say that we can't be responsible enough to put it in the garbage, give me a break. Yeah, you know? I got you. Well, I, I just, uh, I, I, I don't. Well, and my, I don't, I don't agree with the whole thing. And, you uh, and agreed I'm still, with it. You put it in. You. I didn't agree, agree with what you said. That's like saying, Bill George, well, and just yes or no. Do you like it or not? That's, you go. Well, yeah, see, and sure. That's I the do. problem right there. It, that's the whole problem of quit getting these smart, smart little uh, lawyers to write this stuff to where it's a blanket statement, and it doesn't. I'm trying not to no, get. No. Listen. <laughs> I hear you guys. I'm, I'm Jonathan, Jonathan I, I rag on him a bit, but you know, you got to show up to some of these meetings yeah. every once in a while, and and get where into where are it. these meetings at, guys? Well, well they're everywhere. You they, got to go to my FWC, and they'll give you a list of where all the meetings are going to be happening, and they have them all over the state, and usually in the most inconvenient places at the most inconvenient. Well, but time. No, Bill Bill made this a good last, point. The last well, time was to Dan. You can go on there. And that's what I've been doing because, unfortunately, I've had some issues or why I haven't made some of the meetings. But I'm doing something that he told me to do a long time ago, which is emailing all the commissioners and starting to get my two cents in, which, you know. We all can agree that we don't want CWD here in the state of Florida for as long as we can. And, you know, we build these surveys and it's like, do you think we should be doing what we should need to do to protect from CWD? Well, of course but bringing in high risk items and bringing in low risk items and properly disposing of those low risk items does not mean we we're fighting and want to bring CWD in we're willing to do our part but the other things that could bring it in brain tan hides um you know possibly urine, urine yeah. deer feces that we put in scrapes they're not looking to stop any of that it's just the the legal hunter who has killed an animal and wants to bring yeah. it in to eat it, they haven't. They're they're that's where they're focusing all their attention on. So, 
Huh. All right, guys. Well, I listen to you every morning. I was born and raised here in St. Pete. Um, so I guess we got to do what we got to do. I'll keep my eye out yep. for the uh, meetings. Thanks, yeah. Dan. Thank you, Dan. Thanks, guys. Have and a good day. See you, buddy. Right. I mean, Dan probably well, is like me, misses the old days when he used to be able to dove hunt in Seminole. Well, but in here, <laughs> like, like the whole, now here's something me and you have talked about before. Get in with, the march, get in the tidal creeks. With like the dough urines and stuff like that, Evercom is a big seller for us at the shop. I believe in the stuff. I use it all the time. What's Evercom? Evercom is the stuff that comes and basically looks like a deodorant roll-on stick. Mm-hmm. And, but it is, I call it the baloney of... Deer sense because the guy actually the way he came up with it when they brought the deer in to preg test the does and check the bucks, semen test the bucks and all that stuff. Basically, they took everything from the hair and the poop and all that that got on his coveralls. He wore the coveralls hunting, and he had deer all over him all night because obviously he had deer scent all over him. That's the way that that product was born, basically. And, and it's a roll-on? It's a roll-on. And, I mean, but that's... Made out of natural deer product? Yes. That's illegal. bringing CWD? Well, but that's my point is, okay, and, <laughs> you know, now you got a guy that's trying to make a living here, but whatever. No, no never mind. Your living is you, over. You, We're going to take a break. everything at risk. Yes. Yeah. The Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors. The fight continues after this. This would be a Bill George selection. <laughs> During the break, you thought it'd be funny to go in there and okay. talk about Bill George. Okay, this is what you ran into Diego's room. To yeah, talk. that's why I ran in there and go, oh, you really want to be, oh, you got to get some, like, Bill George or something. Or, oh, uh, hey. uh, what about Bill George and Boy George. Boy, Boy George. George. Yeah. Bill George and Boy George. There you go. It's all good. It's, we're, uh, we're cultured in here. It's the big and wild outdoors. I know we're sitting here talking about the commission meetings. Stop. Uh, Dan, if you're still listening to the show even after that music played in your ear, uh, go to our Facebook page. I put the link on there for the FWC so that you can uh, see where the meetings are going to be taking place and when and where and what times kind of thing. Uh, or you can follow. Well, Bill George doesn't announce it when he yeah. when he goes. He just We goes. talk about it. He just shows up on his Facebook page. Now, Chuck Ishnigwana. Chuck uh, Ishne, he always um, he always uh, gives us uh, both barrels of where he's going to be for the FWC meetings, but this one's kind of important. I mean, seriously, this is about CWD and the chronic wasting disease and their uh, their actions to try to prevent it from getting into the state. But sometimes, as we just found out from the state of Missouri, when government gets involved a little too too much, sometimes they seem to screw things up and make it even worse than it was before. So, that being said, <clears throat> I reiterate the fact that without the exemption to the rule, if you're bringing in uh, meat from Alabama or Georgia where you do not have to report it if you debone it, then what's to keep an individual from not reporting it uh, when he comes in from Tennessee, Kentucky, Ohio, Missouri, and says, yeah, I just shot these over here in uh 
in uh, Hickory County over here in Alabama. So what's the big deal? If you bring in deboned meat, it doesn't matter. That's well, what I'm saying. It, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Well, and so it's, then why are they why are they making you do all the rest of the stuff for anything else from outside of any other state? You don't have to do anything at all uh-huh. if you're bringing in deboned meat. That's what I mean. So if you're going to do that and you agree to that, then uh, all the other reporting hoops that you're supposedly having to jump through goes the way of the well, dodo. You don't I, have to do it anymore. And it's like for me with New Mexico. When I was going out there and when all this really started to dust up and kick up, the first thing that I did, which I was fortunate enough, I found a guy 15 minutes from where we hunt that that's what he does is cut and wrap and debone and all that. And it's easier for me, which, of course, well, we all know that we're Al's our guy. And, I mean, that's the guy, the guy that I take the stuff to out there – you know, he was, man, I can cut it. I said, dude, all I needed is D-bone. I've got my guy in back home who does all my jalapeno and cheese sausage and my summer sausage. And my, and uh, it's like somebody asked me, they're like, well, what does he charge you? guy only charges me like 100 or 125 bucks. Yeah, and it's not that and, big of a deal. And, I mean, the bone part, I'm with Bill George. If I'm uh, – I cook a lot of my uh, my venison whole. I mean, seriously, uh, the front shoulder or the back quarter, yeah. I mean, the legs and the hip, bone, all that, the femur's all in there. So it really doesn't, I, I don't need to debone it. As a matter of fact, I kind of like it that way. I mean, it peels better. It, it seems to cook better. Tastes a lot better anyway. But And I don't get hair all through every little piece of muscle. That's true. If I had hair in it. Well, when you're in the field cleaning it. Now, I've had, I've had deer steaks, too, that have been made from the big upper thigh where they just yes. cut straight across with the bone in the middle. You know, okay. I mean, it's like a country ham almost, if you think about yeah. it, with the bone-in ham. Uh, yeah, okay. That's a nice way to have it, but I don't need it that way. I'd rather have it cooked as whole because those muscle groups come off of there, and they can be sliced almost like their own individual tenderloin. So, sure. Well, um, and like you're saying about the whole pieces, like backstrap. One of the things I like to do with backstrap, bacon wrap, jalapeno, and cream cheese stuff backstrap is one thing I like to do, where you butterfly the backstrap, put the stuffing in it, wrap it in bacon, throw it on the grill, and move out of the way, or move your hands out of the way so you don't lose a finger when everybody attaches or tacks a plate when it hits the table. Now, my dad was the opposite, complete opposite. My dad would be the guy who would hang a deer out by by the neck and sit out there till the end of time making sure that it was literally a skeleton with only cartilage attached. Yeah. I mean, it got to the point where he would sit out there with his little barlow and go in between each of the vertebrae and cut each one of those old nuggets out and everything else because for his stew meat, as he liked to call it, he didn't leave anything on there. But he also debunked, you know, basically left a skeleton hanging. I mean, he would take everything off and leave the bones behind. He had no use for them. Uh, So for him... Deboning everything was just the way he did it. Uh, he didn't do anything with shoulder shanks. And that was, of course, before the invention of, like, the big green egg or something like that where you could just throw the whole shoulder on there and roast it and cook it all at one time. So it is what it is. I just – I told you during break, I said the thing that really kind of rocks my boat about the whole thing is they asked me a question, and I did agree that we should have something done about it, and then they misconstrued my yes as – a blanket statement for, well, Braden said it was all good. We should just go ahead and do the deboning thing. Yep. 
Braden agreed with it, so that's what we're going to do. That's not what they asked me. But then that's how the FWC that's, reads that's it. That's how it's going to be taken and used. So, I mean, does the, that... The hunters... The hunters is that, should serving? that discourage me in the future from taking any more well, yeah. friggin' surveys from the FWC? No, you have to look at it as what... And, and there are certain groups of people who, who comment on how they use the surveys to turn around and get the results that they want. So, in other words... Any survey that I take from now on, I cannot omit putting my comments in the box. I would not. So you have to say, yes, but. Or I disagree unless. Right. Okay. So, okay. yeah. We the, disagree the reason why I'm saying unless no is, we allow this. And so then it's a no, but there's ways they can get a yes. I hate the fact that the FWC thinks that we're all bureaucrats and must speak to them in their own language. And I know that Jonathan feels the same way. This is the same way when I face the board or I face these people or I talk to these people. They expect me to be a bureaucrat and be able to sit up there and say when it's all we want is plain English, man. There's being a bureaucrat and then there's being you're, you're put in charge of something that... It's been not only important to us, but it's important to the kids. It's important to the grandkids. It's important to everybody, and yeah, it's frustrating. <laughs> it's frustrating is the only thing I can say when... Well, it just goes to show you that they don't understand the language that we speak. Unless you speak to them in their own language, no, then they, they don't understand, understand it. it. very well. No, they obviously they would. They don't when someone stands there in front of them and, and, and tries to be respectful tries to be nice, tries to do it the way that the board allows you to do it, and your time allotted okay, to do whatever. That's it. That's it. That's it. I'm, and, and I'm course, starting a petition today that we elect the whole committee, and in my petition, I'm announcing that Bill George is going to be the leader of the whole committee. And the no. reason why they think that the way The world is, would explode. I think the way that <laughs> – and the reason why they think that way is because they've been pandered to for so long by the uh, the slick and polished – you know, people who are being paid to be there by either AR groups or anybody else like that. When, you know what, when you see somebody stand up there and actually speak from the heart, uh, when we were at, uh, at Bill Jackson's and you had all the spear fishermen, everybody speaking from their own experience and what they know because they were there. They see it. But yet you're not speaking to them in their own little bureaucratic language. All of a sudden they don't hear you or you're being rude. Or you're being disrespectful. You or mean you're when being, you tell being, the spear fishermen that Goliath grouper don't eat fish, that they only eat crustaceans? Yeah, and did you hear the murmur <laughs> through the crowd where they're like, you're so full of blankety-blank-blank. Blank. Hey, Jack Wang, look at my GoPro video of one coming up and snatching two fish off of my stringer. I mean, uh, I mean, when you hear that and you speak to them in plain English, you know, it's like uh, you're being rude to the commission, you're not being, you know, respectful or whatever. And, you know, that I know that you're supposed to feel like you're in front of the principal's office, but dang it, these people work for us, supposedly, or, yeah. or for all the people they in the state of the Florida. They are the trustees of what exactly. we have. So if you're frustrated and you're angry, you should be able to show that, and you should not have to sit there and go, well, I respectfully uh, disagree with what you're doing on the thing. And, uh, like you're being talking to, like you're talking to the principal. The heck with that. You Talk can, to them like can, they're human beings, and they should understand it. You can show emotion. But don't do it disrespectfully. Well, what they consider disrespect, somebody else would call campfire chat. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just put it that Depends way. on what campfire you're around. Well, I will haul you down to the next one. Yeah. 
and you can chat it up. God help us all. This and should you be. Can wear this your, will make for great. You video. can wear your big and wild white T-shirt. You don't have a hair on your backside. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. Write. It's gonna take me a week to write out the proper response to uh, try to keep Mr. Gunn. Mr. Gunn, you only have three minutes. Trying between the guidelines. <laughs> oh, you're gonna hear this between the guidelines of what uh, is acceptable and not. Can acceptable Can I say something speech? positive real quick before we leave? Sure. Um, tonight, for anybody that's interested, tonight, if you need some beef for your freezer, since yes! it's gonna be really hard to get. Any now, wild this is something here. I can be behind right here. Uh, at 7 p.m. at the Grimes Building, they are having the steer. Auction and you are a at fool at the strawberry festival. At the strawberry festival, and call you, your friends. And go if in you halves. are a prospective buyer, I'll throw this little thing in, and Paul Davis is going to freak out because I know he listens. If you are a prospective buyer, if you show up there, I know oh, about around an hour early, they're going to feed you. There you go from and the FFA thing. pork trailer. Oh, that's oh, you can't pass that up. They got those and big, now we're, big yeah. pork chops. Mm-hmm. Those things are awesome. We talked about this on the show. Don't forget, this is all a tax write-off. So if you go and you buy yourself a steer or a half a steer, you go and partners with your buddies or somebody at work or your fishing friends or your, uh, I mean, if you're a member of some bass fishing club, why would you not pool your money in and go and buy two or three of those steers so when you have your little steak dinners or get-togethers once or twice a year? You got it all in the freezer. uh, There's This year, there's a lot, and when I say a lot, there's a lot of 12 Plus, up to I think the biggest one, the biggest steer this year I think was fourteen sixty nine. I look at it this way: fourteen seventy. So what you, you pay for the steer, you get to divide it up, and because that's a tax write off. If you decide to donate a half of that or a quarter of that to your church picnic for this year, that's a tax write off. So in a way, if you can also finagle, how do you think the rich get richer? I mean, you go ahead and you get that beef and you get it in the freezer. Ninety percent of it's I don't already. Know. How do you get richer? I just told you. <laughs> You're going to have a meat in the freezer. You creative got two accounting. Right up. It's creative accounting. <laughs> it's all good. And what time is that? And where is it again? Do it quickly. 7 p.m. The Grimes Building at the Strawberry Festival. Be yeah, there. You should go. And you get strawberries when you buy one. There you go. And you get fed if you get there an hour early. Yep. Prospective right. buyers. See you next weekend, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Brought to you by G5 Feed Outdoors. We're ready for it. Bye.